0: This week we read the parsha of Shlach. Shlach has the very famous and very difficult story of the Miraglim, the spies that Moshe Rabbeinu sent um, to uh, to spy out the land of Canaan, which was going to be the land of Eretz Yisrael. Um, The Jewish people had come to him and they said, "We want to send spies to see the land." Moshe confers with Hashem and Hashem says, "I'm not telling you to. If you want, send." And Moshe sends twelve spies, one spy per tribe, and uh, and as the, as the story unfolds, 10 of them came back with a negative report about the land, saying how strong the people are, how, how fortified the land is and how strong the people are. And therefore, their conclusion was that the Jewish people would not be able to conquer the land. And only two spies uh, were Tzadikim, uh, Kalev, uh, Yeshua ben Nun, and Kalev ben And They were the ones who said, no, we will be able to. But unfortunately, the Jewish people um, accepted the words of the 10 spies, and all of them complained and cried that we would not be able to conquer the land. And it's because of that that the Jewish people were punished as a nation, and they were going to spend the next 40 years. They they spent the next 40 years in the desert, and all the men of that generation died, etc. As the story of the Chumash unfolds, that's the uh, in a nutshell the story of the spies. The story of this week's parsha. Now there is a famous question, and that is what did the spies really do wrong? They were sent to check out the land, and to check out the land's strength and the people's strength, and they came back and they gave their report. Um, their report was the correct report as far as the, what they uh, saw and what they understood. So they really did what they were sent for. Why is it held against them to this degree, to this level? Why is this such a terrible sin, what happened? And many answers have been given to this question. Um, I'll mention one quickly, and that is that they were sent to, see, to give a report on the land, not to make conclusions, now, they did report that the, land, the people are strong and the land is strong and tough and difficult, but then they went uh, did the extra step. I mean, the conclusion that, oh, and we will not be able to conquer. No one asked them if we'll be able to or not. That's Hashem's business. That's Moshe Rabbeinu's business. Uh, so that conclusion was really what their problem was, not their discussing the uh, the strengths and difficulties of conquering the land. That's one explanation given is firm, It's a good explanation. However, in one of the talks, the Rebbe questions that explanation and says, because when you're looking at the psukim, you see that as soon as the spies start talking about the strength of the land and the strength of the people, immediately Kalev, who is again one of the good spies, gets up and, and he makes them quiet and says, no, 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 it's great. In other words, even before they were, even before they got to their conclusions, already the good spy is protesting that you people are saying something incorrect, which would indicate that the problem of the spies is not merely the conclusion that they drew, but even the report that they brought back. And if that's so, so we're we're back to our question, which is, what was wrong with giving a report that that report seemed to have been a positive report? In other words, not a positive, but the report that they were sent to make, why then is it held against them? Why is it something bad if they're just uh, giving a detailed report of something that they were asked to do? So in that talk, the Rebbe suggested a different answer. And the following says that really Rashi in his commentary right in the beginning of the Parsha provides a beautiful and interesting answer to this question. Um, In the beginning of the Parsha, Rashi writes that the story of the Miraglam, the story of the spies, is put in the Torah immediately after the story of Miriam and Moshe in the end of last week's Parsha. In the end of last week's Parsha, we have that Miriam, Moshe's sister, hears that Moshe is separated from his wife Zipporah. And Miriam tells us to Aaron, and together they rebuke Moshe. They admonish and rebuke Moshe um, for separating from his wife. And Miriam is punished for this. And again, in the end of last week's parsha, Miriam be, um, contracts leprosy, um, Tsaras, and because we know that leprosy in Tsaras is specifically a punishment for lashon hara, for negative talk, and therefore Miriam is punished in the end of last week's parsha, says Rashi in the beginning of the story of the spies, that the reason that the Torah places the story of the spies right after the story of Miriam is because they should have learned their lesson. Uh, Miriam was just punished for negative talk, and therefore they saw what happened to Miriam. They should have taken a lesson and should not have involved themselves in negative talk. Um, And that's why the Torah puts the two parshas together, one after the other. Says the Rebbe that in this Rashi, Rashi really provided the key to understand what was the sin of the miraglim? Um Miriam talked lashon hara. She talked negative talk, and the problem was that they were involved in talking negative talk lashon hara. But let's, let's analyze that. What really was so wrong with what Miriam did? Uh, Miriam was Moshe's brother. Uh, Moshe was uh, Miriam's brother. She was a sister, and she saw a, a behavior that she felt was wrong. So as a sister, she called in her brother and said, you know, I think this is wrong and I think this is inappropriate. So why is it held against her? And of course, she didn't have negative, evil, malicious intent. She loved her brother. She loved Moshe. Miriam was a tzaddik, um, And only was trying to correct something. So why is this held against her? And the answer is because she talked about it too much. Meaning, she saw a problem. Simple. There's a problem. You go to Moshe Rabbeinu and say, Moshe Rabbeinu, I think there's a problem. Um, And you you tell him what you think has to be done or ask. Instead, Miriam goes to Aaron and she talks with Aaron about it. And then she comes to Moshe and gives him this whole thing together with Aaron. A lot of excessive talk in something that's negative. Instead of just being focused on what can we do to fix, there's a problem, there's a question, let me go ask, let me go fix. There's an involvement with talking about the perceived problem. Says the Rebbe, the same thing as the Meraglim. The Meraglim were sent on a mission. And they were sent to see the land as strengths and weaknesses. And they did feel that there's a problem here. So what should they have done? They should have come back to Moshe Rabbeinu, had a private meeting and said, Moshe Rabbeinu, we have a problem we want to discuss. Instead, they came back and started talking. They started talking to the Jewish people. They started talking to whoever would listen. They made everyone upset. They made everyone fearful. They made everyone um, afraid of going to the land of Eretz Yisrael. All of that talk in something that's negative is extra and terribly hurtful and destroys instead of builds. And that's what Rashi is telling us. Do you want to understand the real problem behind the story of the Meraglim, is by understanding the context where the Torah places it and where the Torah puts it, right after the story of Miriam, just as she was punished because of excessive talk, instead of just dealing with a problem, rather talking about it, talking it up, so to speak. They did the same thing. They had a problem, they had a question, deal with fixing it, not with talking about it and thereby exacerbating the problem and making it so much more difficult and, and spin way out of control. To take it one step further, Rashi adds the words, he says, that what happened to Miriam happened to Miriam. Halolu, these wicked people ra'u, they saw this, v'lo lakhu did not take their lesson. The word here is, the, the key word is, they saw what happened to Miriam. When one sees something, it's supposed to impact them. When, you know, there's lessons that we read in a book, but then there's real life lessons that we experience and see. When we see something, we're so much more accountable for not taking the lesson from it, because that was right in front of us. We're supposed to, we're meant to learn from events. And that just, again, that that exacerbates the problem of the the miraglim here, that they just saw this. It happened in front of them. They saw how someone, through excessive talk, was punished because, and the message should have been so clear to them, how to deal with a problem, not excessive talk. And therefore, they were punished so terribly, the story of the miraglim. So of course, the uh, the message here, there's an interesting double message. One message is of learning from life's lessons and when something happens to recognize then when something happens in front of us, it's supposed to teach us and we're supposed to learn from it. But the most important message is the usage of our words. Just as words are can be tremendously building in so in such a beautiful and powerful way, they can build ourselves, they can build others, they can build situations. Using the words have tremendous power, using words in a negative way. Even when we think we're we don't mean anything bad, but by using them excessively to discuss something negative. Instead of dealing with the solution, this is the message of the Miraglam, something we have to be so careful about. Have a wonderful Shabbos.